Hi everybody, welcome to Dulce America. My name is Bing Futch. Thank you very, very much for joining me. This is an all skill levels episode focusing on a great tune from last month called Loke Lomond. We've been focusing on the fundamentals this spring and summer. Starting in May with rhythm, we went over to June and began our look at our melodies, how to create melodies, and now we are learning how to harmonize those melodies We've come full circle, basically, so if you've been following with us since June, come on down to this link, patreon.com. That is my open house link to download the tablature for Local Omen we're working on today. We're going to go ahead and take the same music we used last time and then add the harmony to it. We are in DAD tuning, and uh, we are also in the key of D major. Two sharps on the staff, F sharp and C sharp. I will be putting music up on the screen, but if you like to have a hard copy, it's a lot easier to follow along when you're not watching the video. This is a great, great Scottish tune, and what we did last month was we played the melody, and now we're going to harmonize the melody. So the basic thing is when we're playing in a key, we've got seven notes. Those seven notes dictate um, basically the ingredients of any melody we come up with. We have to stay within the key. Now, we don't have to. We can go outside the key and have fun, but part of the fun is really playing within the key because everything can sound so great if you follow by these suggestions, right? Seven notes in the scale. The sharps or flats tell us which notes are sharp or flat. Uh, our time signature tells us what the tempo is and what the note duration is. And we are in 4-4 four, four time, four beats in the measure, and the quarter note's going to get the beat. Out of those seven notes, we can make our melodies, and also out of these seven notes, we can create the harmonies to go along with those melodies, basically resulting in chords. We start with our melody, we add in a harmony, something that's pleasing to the ear, or not pleasing to the ear. As we learned last week, there are consonant harmonies that are beautiful, and then there are dissonant harmonies that can be a little trying on your musical patience, perhaps, but they all have a place at the table for certain. So what we're doing is we're taking these melodies and we're marrying them together with harmonies. And then, that's just two notes, right? We add a third note, and that third note, uh, typically at this point, from our melody to our close harmony is going to be a nice solid bass note to anchor the foundation of the chord, and that's what our bass string is for. So let's take, for example, a D major chord, since we're in D major. D major is D, F sharp, and A. There's D, I have an F sharp right here at the second fret, and I have an open A on the middle string. So that's a full D major chord right there, and I've got D majors all over the place. Okay? All of those are different voicings of D, F sharp, and A. Those three notes are in different locations in every one of those chords. And so every single time they shift positions, the name or the feel, the sound of the chord is a little bit different. Every single time I strum, you're hearing the same three notes but they're in a different location. And so we can use that to our advantage when we're putting uh, our arrangements together. So we've got D major, and we're starting off uh,
lively, lively tune. So we can harmonize a couple different ways. We can harmonize every single note and change the note, which would be crazy, um, but, but doable. Or we can harmonize by just not changing notes every time the melody moves, but changing it to where we get a different sort of harmony. That's the more normal way of sort of going about it. Uh, and it's easier, not to mention that. And so what we can do is we can simply provide the backing chords, and that would give us enough of that harmonic drone to make things work out. So we're going to follow the melody, and what we're looking at right now is a lot of notes that are coming out of the comfort zone of D major. There's D, F sharp, D, A. So a lot of the times we're hanging out with notes that are actually in D major. So when we land on B for a little bit as an emphasis for a note, that should be your clue that, hmm, something's a little different here. We probably need to be changing chords since it's hanging out a little bit. It resolves down to A. And what we're doing there, A is not in the G major chord. B is. So if you kind of play the game like that, you're like, okay, let's see that. Let's play a G there. It works. If it sounds right and you know the tune, go with your instinct. It's super hard to try and figure out a tune off of lead sheets alone if you don't know the tune. So by all means, go to YouTube and see if you can research a bit and hear a bunch of different people play it, and that'll give you a, a, a bit of an easier time trying to figure it out. But if you know the tune well, you know when chords are changing. Maybe you don't know what the chord is. So being thoughtful about the process now, thinking about what note we're playing, and then thinking about what chords maybe should pop up, and knowing what the notes are inside of those chords certainly helps to do this sort of thing, this sort of breakdown, if the music isn't all available to you, like it is here. So we're going to do a G, and then our next melody note is A, which we know will go into D major, so let's go ahead and try D major here. There we go. So. to go to a minor chord. 3-4-5 is E minor. What I'm doing here is the melody needs to continue trucking down the melody string. 5-4. And then we're going to change to a B minor chord. So here's how we're going to do that. 3-4-5. Thumb gets 5. Sorry, we're at 5. 3-4-5. There's 5, of course. 4. Now, we're going to play 0-1-2. On the music, 0 is not written, but it's just inferred at that point that you're going to play the 0. That's D. So going to give us a nice big fat D in there. That's going to be the minor third of a B minor chord, but still, it works for us. And we're playing our 1-2 here. 2-4. That's the thumbs job. Bottom uh, of page 1. We're going to walk this down. One is going to stay on the middle string for the most part. We're walking on the melody. 
hit that 3-1, the one on the middle string is a melody note, so don't play the melody string. Then let it go, and then come back in and grab it like that. Then strum all the way across to drone this next part. Get into our G major. Four, thumb, ring finger gets two. 101, open. Now the only thing different when we go through the chorus, the second page, so we're gonna go Walk up into G major, keep the L shape, slide it down into 2 2 4 F sharp minor. Then everything is credits. We talked about credits, you know. Credits, we already learned something in the first part of the tune, that means we don't have to relearn it in the second part of the tune. So we're going to go uh, to our E minor, and everything from there will be the same. sounds like this. I'm going to play it melody only and then go and play uh, the harmonies. I'm going to play it from memory the way I perform it, so some of the phrasing may be a little different, but it'll free me up to sort of get funky with it. Not too funky, but funky enough, you know what I'm saying? Song. It's a bra song. That is uh, the uh, Loch Lomond tune of old. Hope you guys have enjoyed our study of uh, the melody and also the harmony and how these things work together in the world of music. We've got a bonus episode coming up next week, and I have no idea what I'm going to be doing for that bonus episode because all summer and spring long I've been thinking about the rhythm, the melody, the harmony. What's going to happen next? In the month of August, I believe we'll have a return to the travelogue days of yore. Remember when I first started Dulce America, 2007, 2008? I was traveling across the country just trying to get a feel for this new world I'd ended up in. I 
didn't know. I remember I reached out to Stephen Seifert and Robert Forrest and said, I see you guys have these YouTube dulcimer channels. Is it okay if I do one too? They were like, yes, yes, we need more out here. And now there are so many people on YouTube with the mountain dulcimer, it's really awesome. So I've been really focusing on hardcore instruction for the past several years, but it's been a long time since I've done some pure travelogging, just kind of taking you guys with me. And I think now more than ever since this whole pandemic thing went down, uh, a lot of people are curious as to what it's like back out there at the festival. So in August, we're gonna see a lot of uh, camping on the road, going to festivals, meeting with people, meeting different players and builders and seeing what it's all about. And yeah, we'll throw in some cool stuff that you can learn, some tunes and stuff like that. So I think next week's episode will be sort of a lead in to that with a little taste of what has happened so far this summer. And then we're gonna open it wide up and we'll see what time. And then we'll open it up where I speak English and we'll see if something else happened. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so very, very, very much for tuning in. For all of my patrons out there, man, you guys are the best. You keep this show on the road every single day and I thank you for being a part of my art. And I'm looking forward to the fall. We got a lot of exciting things coming. So thanks again, everybody. Play fun, big time. We'll see you next week. We don't know where we'll be, but it'll be fun. I can guarantee you that. Take care. Yeah.